Coffee Conversations with Sinti is brought to you by influencer marketing specialists, The Salt, inspiring positive brand conversations. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Coffee Conversations with Sinti. And in this series, we talk all things influencer marketing. And to keep it off, we enjoy a great cup of coffee. And um, today I've got a special guest as usual. All my guests are special. Jared, welcome to it. Thank you very much. Uh, Jared is from Media Shop. You guys call yourselves the digital experts of the decade. What's that's, that all about? That's right. So yeah. obviously, um, I think mo- most importantly, we've obviously won um, Decade of the Agency, uh, Agency of, of the, the Decade, decade. Award. Whoa. Um, that's huge. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. So, and I think that's it's a really important one for us. All right. Um, but more so, I think we've come across as more of an integrated agency okay. uh, and more of an integrated approach to digital and above the line and integration across the board okay. um, in offering a full service um, media solution for our clients. Okay, and obviously that has got a huge impact on the results that you get at the end of the day. Absolutely. Yeah. So in your view, what is influencer marketing? Because that's basically why we're here today. So influencer marketing to me, uh, well, I think kind of going back, so I've been in the, in the industry for about nine years. All right. Um, and specifically from a digital media perspective. Okay. Um, I'd say probably three years into my, my uh, nine-year stint, um, yeah. I, I noticed uh, obviously Webfluential did pop up, right. and Webfluential was one of the first that I knew of in terms of um, influencer marketing. marketing. All right. um, and when I thought of influencer marketing, I couldn't understand it myself, and so okay. so I kind of associated it to, to macro influencer marketing, yeah. whereas we were using heavyweight influencers to kind of sell our brand for us oh, right. or to promote the, the benefits of our brand for us okay and um, so the likes of uh, a big kind of popular role model who everyone aspires to yeah and um, would obviously on sell our brand yeah so that's what I saw it as initially but as I learned more and more about influencer marketing obviously um, and, and as the trend has obviously changed yeah it's become about micro influencers and using influencers that have more of a um, kind of uh, it's more of a kind of a trusted um, loyalty with their fan base and obviously a smaller uh, fan base to increase your impact it's not a shotgun approach to marketing so speaking of those changes have you seen any growth in terms of the phenomenon definitely I think um, influencer marketing is definitely on the rise and I think it's it's most important to kind of think back to six years ago versus today I mean there's so many different global players in the market um, yeah. that have brought influencer solutions to the market um, and and that just goes to show that it is on the rise obviously yeah. the marketers are kind of adapting to it yeah um, and also I think with the likes of ad blocking currently within digital media right. um, it, it gives us something to counteract that yeah. so how do we go about offering our clients a solution to sell their product or yeah. the benefits of the product yeah. um, by not only putting out digital, for example, a digital yeah. display, um, but how do we counteract ad blocking through, yeah. through using influencers and their recommendations? All right. it, it seems like there's a lot of impediments to brand messaging getting across to a wide market or to a market and, and sticking. I remember there's a time um, a message bottle used to be the, the only modus operandi in terms of communication and then you had your traditional mediums but it looks like 
brand messaging and getting across is really tanked over the years. Where do you rank influencer marketing in relation to your traditional mediums? I think, um, obviously, I think at this stage they work hand in hand. But right. I think we need to remember that they, they fulfill different um, objectives. Roles, yeah. Or, or roles. Yeah. Um, obviously, TV is a mass reach um, platform. Yeah. Digital is, I mean, it's, it's all encompassing. I mean, we could drive traffic in store or we could um, influence someone to make a purchase online. Yeah. And um, so, yes, they do have different roles, but I think the main thing for me would kind of be to, to where does influencer marketing fit into the conversion funnel essentially? Yeah, so exactly. yes, we might that was going to be my next question. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's, it's, it's more about, yes, we might have mass reach or incremental reach, but yeah. how do we then tell a story um, through the likes of influencers to yeah. kind of um, gain their loyalty to the brand? Because that's the currency you're looking for at the end of the day, isn't yes, it? Yeah, yes. that conversion from your awareness right up to the sale. It's always about the sale, isn't Absolutely. it? <laughs> uh, and then what one opportunity do you think influencer marketing um, brings to the table that marketers are overlooking? Um, I think, if I must, if I must be honest, there are quite a few. Please be I very think, honest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think there are there are quite a few. So, firstly, when we look at influencers, obviously, the authentic content yeah. around brand yeah. is is vital. Um, yeah. Most of the time, from a brand perspective, we push out product and price, yeah. um, to try and sell a product. And yeah. yes, there are additional benefits in terms of big ideas and how it resonates with the audience. All but right. At the end of the day, authentic content coming from from, from trusted sources yeah. is a lot more relevant to me as a consumer yeah. um, because I already have some kind of alignment and involvement with um, someone I trust. Yeah, and you can actually call that natural alignment and involvement. Agreed. Yeah, it really doesn't take a lot to align yourself to that messaging, does it? Mm. Yeah. And I think also if I, if I look at uh, the content that they produce, um, we get a lot more leverage out of it. So right. also um, when they produce this content, we can use it on other channels yeah. um, that can expand and can leverage that, that content into right. other into other spaces. And obviously that elongates the, the, the lifespan of your brand messaging, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Alright. And um, speaking of any changes, what other threats do you think are there to the phenomenon of influencer marketing that are coming out in the space? I think, um, like I said, with the launch of a lot of the global partners in, yeah. in the South African economy um, in terms of media spend and, and what they bring to market. Yeah. I think the the biggest issue is um, the, a lot of the, the influencer marketing agencies aren't really differentiating themselves at the moment okay. um, and I think it could impact marketers or brands or agencies and brands okay. in terms of selection of who do we go with and who's the most trust, trusted source to fulfill our objective. Okay. Um, and I think that's that's the biggest concern for me is that there's no differentiation. So is it the tech from one brand uh, okay. selling uh, influencers All or right. is it the, the actual numbers that they have behind their fan base? All Are those right. fan bases trusted? Are they um, are they from South Africa or mm. are they um, global fans, for example, who we shouldn't be talking to? Yeah, I guess with growth in any industry and space, you 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 will come across such problems, and that's quite scary. So, so how does the brand then identify 
uh, the perfect agency to work with in a space like that? I think it's about understanding the key differentiation between all of them, even all though right. they, they don't differentiate themselves. Yeah, um, and they are seemingly all... They, they're all very similar, yeah. and I think um, if, if, if I had to look at it realistically, I think it needs to be a test on each of them. All right. um, so I've been lucky enough to work with brands that have allowed me to test. Okay. Um, and, and across four or five or six platforms, yeah. I've looked at what are the differences between them. Is it the tech? Is it right. the creative solution that the, fan, the, the influencers are um, drafting for us? Is it, um, is it the, the account management from from an agency perspective. So, yeah. so there's a lot that goes behind it. I mean, relationship is obviously key, right. um, and price is also definitely yeah, key for, for clients at the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, let's look at the demand profile of influencer marketing. You are an agency. Have you seen an, an increase in clients asking for influencer marketing by name? I've heard of uh, campaigns where clients will be like, what's your objective? They'll be like, ah, we want everybody to ask for a product by name. Are clients asking for influencer marketing? Are, are they educated enough or you think there's still more to be done? What I think, sort of? I think there's always going to be more to be yeah, done. Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> um, as, as there is with TV and as there is with radio, for example, yeah. we keep educating clients as we go. Yeah. Um, with influencer marketing, some clients do ask for it by name. Okay, some. Um, yeah. All right. Obviously, the clients that are spending more and that have more involvement in their digital spend. All right. And obviously, um, kind of the the kind of the full outcome of what influencer marketing can do for them that's where yeah. they'll have a, a, a bigger involvement all right um yeah and i think uh, the the biggest issue that i'm kind of seeing is that um if we leave it off the schedule yeah it kind of it leaves a portion it leaves a portion of of the conversion funnel when we're trying to drive ah, okay it does feel like there's something that's missing absolutely here. Oh, okay. That's that. Are you are you happy though with the progress, or like you're saying, obviously there is always room to progress. Definitely, further, I think you know? I think obviously there's a there's a lot of growth, and I think a lot more spend will start being allocated toward it. And being funneled through. It's to... more of an education process and an ongoing education. Okay, and in your experiences, what are the pros and 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 cons of influencer marketing that you've so, obviously come across? Yeah, so I think. Um, the, the biggest price I, I like the part where you spoke about you know sometimes you really need to get in there and, and test it first yeah yeah before so what what sort of pros and cons have you so I think with? let's start with cons like I yeah. said obviously there's no real differentiation and, yeah. and I think reporting is kind of a con for me at the moment all right um, okay a lot of the guys obviously sell opportunities to see which means oh. we we buying into 10 different influencers for example yeah. on multiple um, channels or all multiple right. social media channels um, and they might have a thousand fans each that means we have the opportunity to to reach those to reach, fans. yeah but there's no there's not necessarily an actual kpi behind it yeah um, which is which is quite frustrating from a a brand and an agency perspective. Yeah, because you're looking for straight KPIs. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying that, that engagement is the right KPI because yeah. I think engagement comes from content and good content will get exactly. the right reach yeah. and reach will obviously um, drive the, the engagement. But yeah. I think that, yeah, the biggest con for me is, is the reporting and making sure that um, those fans of the influencers are um, local and not um, from from other countries. From other countries, yeah. I hope agencies are taking notes. Uh, and do you think uh, influencer marketing will become traditional at some point? 
Um, at this stage, I think it's, I mean, I mean, it's been out in the market for quite a while. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily think it's going to become traditional as yet. <laughs> yes, as, yeah. as with digital, tr digital is still digital and it's, yeah. going to, it's going to be like that for a while. I think um, it will start evolving to become traditional All or right. become integrated into traditional. All so right. where we use micro-influencers who have 10,000 fans or less, how do we start utilizing them in our TV ads so that it starts resonating with our audience yeah. so that they get a 360 kind of approach yeah i think the integration is yeah. going to continue to be very big within that space as well yeah and the future what do you think it holds for influencer marketing uh, it's a bit of a tough one i think of course um, it is <laughs> um, thinking so far ahead yeah. um, especially when it's it's quite a new channel and i think um, obviously clients are taking to it now yeah but i think it's it's what are the, the kind of nitty-gritty bits that we need to think about? So right. from a digital media perspective, we are buying programmatically, for example, to sell um, specific products online. All right. um, are we going to move to um, programmatic buying of influencers to deliver at mass scale? Okay. Is that a possibility? All right. um, and then also um, what I wanted to, to mention is um, kind of the rethinking of measurement and tracking. Okay. So, I think the more that we educate clients and the more that we can put in place, um, the more clients will buy into it. So if we say it's not about opportunities to see, it's more about actual sales, yeah. and we can track those sales, then I think we can get client buy-in a lot easier. Jared, thank you so much for joining me. Um, what do you do at Media Shop? I'm a digital media strategist. Oh, all right, so you're the think tank. Uh, somewhat. <laughs> Behind the business growth. That's uh, and on weekends, what do you like to do? Um, pretty much staying at home. I like, um, obviously, um, housework. Um, yeah. not, not, not the cleaning part of it. <laughs> All right. But just more kind of gardening and um, spending time with family as well. And yeah, that's pretty much it. All right. Gerald, ladies and gentlemen from the media shop, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, we can go out and enjoy a cup of coffee. For everybody else at home, in your cars, at the park, at your offices, thank you for joining us. Until next time, it's been great. We have to love and leave you. Awesome, thank you.